Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9. This is the El Donzo and D Show. You have insanity in my earpiece. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And what a week we've had. What do you think, Dees? Yeah, this is wild. And um, let's just preface this by saying that uh, we are attempting, anyway, to also film our first uh youtube video uh the entire show will not go up on youtube we're gonna probably pick and choose some segments i don't even know if this segment's gonna go um but we definitely are excited that the second hour we will have chrissy mayer joining us Woohoo! yes she was a looker man i mean this was a good interview so you guys gotta hang around to hear it see it because it's gonna be up on the youtubes yeah the entire uh interview will be there so uh it's please listen on the show but uh go check out the video too because she is uh she's she's easy on the eyes i i even tried making a pass at her yeah you did i mean yeah i was kind of in jest you yeah. know but no but she didn't this completely shoot you down no she didn't she kept me like a uh, reserve or yeah, something yeah, like you're that the, you're the backup quarterback guys yeah call me in i'm the uh i'll be the dead ringer there uh, but this is something new that we're trying, and we're going to continue to do it. I think people want to see it, or they want to laugh at us, one of the two. Hopefully. I don't know what it is yet. But this is the first trial run we're doing, so bear with us. There's going to be some kinks to work out, some kinky stuff. Yeah. But we're going to figure it out. Uh, hey, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor for the show, Seal. Now, i got to tell you guys something. If you have sunken concrete slabs, we're talking patios, driveways, you know, they're sinking down. You can trip on them. They're not quite level. Dude, don't jack, jack around with anybody else in the Bloomington Normal area. You call Seal at 309-275-6303. They are the best at what they do. They take polyurethane foam and pump it up under the slabs you know what i say pump up the slabs pump it up uh and it's ready to drive on the same day another thing they do that they're really good at is spray foam insulation both residential and commercial so dude don't jack around with anybody else in the bloomington normal area call in virus seal at 309-275-6303 if you're going to do a job do it right Right, Dees? Yes, sir. We should preface this by saying that this is for Central Illinois, uh, being so who knows where somebody that might be watching this. Exactories. So, Dees. Yes, sir. You wanted to start us out uh, in the news cycle, so why don't you go ahead and have at it? Yeah, I think the big news of the week so far, um, and again, this is being recorded on Thursday, but uh, yesterday being Wednesday was the big, Ron DeSantis uh, Twitter space campaign announcement. Uh, I was lucky enough to join uh, our, our man, Kevin Ferris. Uh, check out his YouTube. He's also on Cities 92, Speechless with Kevin Ferris. Um, David Paul Blumenshine was there with us. We had a little round table. And uh, we got to, uh, I loosely say the word watch this happen because 
uh, it wasn't really much of a watch at all. And it honestly was kind of a disaster. Um, the thing crashed several times. Uh, at one point, there were 670,000 people trying to get into this thing. They couldn't get it going. Uh, it ended up being delayed, I want to say, close to 20 minutes or so. And when they finally did get it going, they quickly got into it before the thing repopulated. So it was really interesting. And while we were basically waiting on them to get it right, Trump was already hammering things out on True Social, including his first video where he basically said that he made Ron DeSantis I don't know if you got a chance to watch it or not, but it was uh, it was a pretty pretty big uh, kill shot if you if you know what I mean. So the DeSantis thing can be likened almost to what Joe Biden did when he was running for president. Yeah, where he had that basement thing and it looked like it was put on by a couple of uh, middle schoolers, you know, and it's glitching out and he's doing the. The old Max Headroom thing. I should have had one of those Max Headroom bits brought up. Yeah, but it was even worse because there was no video. It was Twitter Spaces is uh, the best way I can compare it is it's a conference call that has nothing to do with your department. You have to sit through it anyway. So so in response to that, this is Fox News headline right now. Twitter erupts after Trump trolls DeSantis with AI-generated video of his 2024 announcement. I did not see this particular video, but it sounds like it's pretty good. I think we're. I'm going to try to pull it up for EDs. I don't think we can get it right now. Uh, former President Donald Trump drew a big social media reaction Wednesday night by launching a parody of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' 2024 presidential announcement on Twitter. Trump's team put up what appeared to be an AI-generated deepfake video of the event that replicated DeSantis' voice, as well as that of Elon Musk, who spoke alongside the governor on Twitter. Trump's parody event included six other fake guests, billionaire Democratic donor George Soros, World Economic Forum Chair Klaus Schwab, former Vice President Dick Cheney, Adolf Hitler, the devil, and the FBI. The characters are heard talking over each other, as well as DeSantis, whose parodied irate voice can be heard saying, will you please shut up already? I'm running for effing president, you guys. So, look, dude, you, you can't outfox the fox. As soon as anybody comes out with anything, they know Trump's going to go after him. And if you look at this, it's almost believable what Trump put out with it. Yeah. I, you know, it's, like I said, I actually said this, DeSantis is going to have to play dirty. And he's going to have to come at the throat because we all know that the Don is going to do exactly that. Okay. But I want to tell you something about the Don. This is why the gloves are off with this guy. This guy has zero Fs to give at this point. Now, I'm going to tell you, let me let me see if we got enough time to do this real quick. Yeah, we got enough time. Now, you'd be pretty pissed off, too, if you got the Durham report back and it shows that it was Hillary Clinton who actually colluded with the Russians. Wouldn't you be a little angry about that? You're accused of colluding with Russia, and it turns out Hillary Clinton 
was the one that was colluding with Russia. Yeah. All right, this is another Fox News one. This is Vic, uh, Victor Davis Hansen kind of broke this open. The Durham report suggests that there are more questions about Hillary Clinton's overtures toward Russian entities than former President Donald Trump's, Hansen claimed. He's a historian and fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution, and he told Life, Liberty, and Levin, that's Mark Levin's show, that Durham's findings showed that far from being a Trump-Russian connection, there was a Hillary Clinton-Russian connection. She actually had a Russian asset digging for stuff on Donald Trump. Now, if that's not bad enough, they cooked up a bunch of BS stories, took them to the FBI and the DOJ, and they started these investigations. The FBI knew this was BS from the word go, but they ran with it anyway. Uh, uh, it, Igor Dechenko, I believe was his name, was they, kept, they gave him a million dollars to come up with some kind of garbage on Donald Trump and he couldn't come up with anything, so they kept paying him in hopes that he would be able to come up with something. So if you want to wonder why Donald Trump's pissed off, you don't have to look very far for it. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, between that and this laptop thing that 51 former intelligence officials signed off on, which was BS from the word go, they knew it wasn't right, it was that idiot Antony Blinken put him up to it, okay? They used that as election interference. Six to eight percent of the population, had they known the Hunter Biden laptop was real, would have changed their vote for Donald Trump. Right. So, yeah, you know what? He deserves another four years. I think DeSantis is a good guy. I like DeSantis. I've always propped him up for what he did in Florida. Hey, good on him. Yeah, I, and, and here's the thing, too. Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden right now by seven points in the polls. Seven effing points. DeSantis is tied with him. If they're going to rig an election against Donald Trump, they'll rig it against Ron DeSantis. If they're, if, if they're to that point, hey, all bets are off. I'm behind Donald Trump. He deserves four more years. I'm going to try to give it to him. And, hey, if DeSantis gets a nomination, then DeSantis gets it. And I'll proudly vote for DeSantis. But I'm rooting for Trump to get four more years. These, at this point, you know all this stuff. What do you think? Uh, yeah, this was a big talking point again with uh, Kev. I, I think DeSantis has a very bright future. I don't think he's going to have enough to carry this and defeat Trump. Um, I think that's going to be a, a knockdown drag out. And at the end, it's all said and done. Trump's going to get the nomination and probably pick DeSantis as his running mate. Well, we're going to see. And uh, you guys are here in old Jim So you know what that's time for. We got to go. We'll be right back for the next segment on Cities 92.9. Somebody got out of the gate a little hot there, didn't they? Guess we should talk about that.
little more. Perhaps. Perhaps. We're doing it just like we do it every other time. Uh, Okay, hey, look, anyway, we're going to talk about Bud Light. Because you thought this was going to fizzle out, and brother, did it just get worse. Yeah. Bud Light Light is down 28%, okay? That's nearly a third of their sales. They're down so far that the other uh, breweries, uh, uh, beer distributors, are actually concerned now because everybody's buying their beer and not buying Bud Light. Now, the issue with this is that you have to brew beer. This takes time. You don't, you know, and then you get beer. You got to brew this stuff. They didn't plan on this. So they're talking about a major beer shortage going on here, 28%. You know what? And God bless everybody that stopped buying Bud Light or InBev Anheuser-Busch products. You're proving a point. We're sick and tired of this. We're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. Now, in relation to this, if you guys are listeners of the Eldonzo and D's show, you know that Eldonzo and D's purchased a six-pack of, uh, what was it called, the uh, Conservative Dad Ultra Right Beer. Okay? Yeah, and there's even more words to it, but yeah. Yeah, there's more words. Yeah, it's, yeah. Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer. Uh, 100% woke-free American beer. So, hey, this guy made a, he didn't throw a baseball very well, but, you know, we think he makes a good beer. We're going to try it. So we've got some of that on order, and it was $20 for a six-pack of this stuff, okay? 20 bucks, And then the shipping was 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, Better be some damn good beer. Or, of course, you think uh, old dude over here put any money in on that. I had I still ain't seen a dime of that yet, like the million dollar shot. If uh, it's if it's drinkable for me, I will definitely buy half of it. Hey, and the first run of this stuff may actually be worth some money. We may have collector's items here. You know, after the nuclear war and everything, we bury some of this. Maybe a thousand years from now, archaeologists will find this stuff and they're like, Hey, man, look at this. You know, like they'll know what it is. You're you're awful optimistic that we're still going to be here in 20 or, or yeah, we're not thousand years. Okay. Let's just, nobody's going to be here in 20 years. Thermal nuclear war. Uh, Vladimir Putin is going to nuke Ukraine and nuke us. And we're going to nuke them. Anyway, I've got an update because we haven't seen anything that was supposed to ship on May 20th. Right. These, uh, I think they said they were going to start shipping May 11th. And then they updated their website to say that, you could expect shipping to start approximately 30 days after your order. Okay, well, I've gotten an email from uh, Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer, and I'm supporting these guys. And I'm going to read this email to everybody so you can understand this. You check this out if you can see it in the. Yeah, there it is. It's an official email. So, be a bit long winded, but so everybody knows. Uh, it starts out with, please read, update on your beer order and what to expect from Ultra Right Beer going forward. They even address me by name, Zach. It's been a wild ride since, oh, I just did it, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. It's about excuse, time. Excuse me. <laughs> Screw you, all right? Excuse me, Eldonzo. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm off the air. Cut. No, I'm just joking. Uh, it's been a wild ride since we launched Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer last month. First and foremost, I want to thank you and everyone else who supported us to make all this possible. If you, a little typo there. 
if you send us a message and we haven't responded, know that we are working on it and we will get back to you as soon as possible. We just hired a new admin who is helping us get through your messages, so we're playing a little catch-up. Once again, this is from Conservative Dad's Ultra-Right Beer. It continues, this all started with a video taking a baseball bat to a Bud Light can. I filmed the clip on the City Rec Recreational League field my son plays baseball on. 75 million plus views later, here we are. No beer brand in the history of beer companies has ever launched with as much brand ID as Conservative Dad's Ultra Light Beer. Ultra Right Beer. This is not just a beer company. This is a movement. A movement of people who have had enough of the nonsense. I know everyone is anxious to receive their beer order, order, so I want to give you an update on where we are in the process. As you know, this began as a pre-order that would ship in approximately 30 days after your order. When we first launched, we had the agreement with an Illinois brewery to contract produce our beer. They let us know what good Christians they were, how much they cared about the conservative cause, and opposed the things being pushed on our kids by big corporations like Bud Light. Here's where it gets dicey. Once it was discovered they were making our beer, they received some pushback from the media and online trolls. They caved like conservatives often do. They denounced me and all conservatives as fast as they could. Sad to witness, but something I've come to expect. It continues. However, I didn't let it stop us. Nothing will stop this movement or our beer. And I really like this email. I mean, it goes on. Um, you know, they're fighting the good fight. They've got a place down in his home state of Georgia now that's brewing it. That's actually taking a stand. I think they've got, let me thumb through this real quick. Uh, he says, beer will, being, will begin shipping out on the week of June 12th. I know you wanted your beer sooner, but considering all the attempts to stop us from ever getting off the ground, this is a miraculous undertaking. I think he said they've done like 10,000 barrels of beer or something. So they're actually going for it. So I'm going to wait. That's a lot for a six pack, but excuse me, speaking of beer. <laughs> Right? Yeah. yeah. I hit the label. Good, Good Saturday, Saturday morning. Good Saturday morning from the El Donzo and D show. But speaking of beer, there's a lot of people demanding this in their cities. There's a lot of people demanding this uh, at their local bars, at the local restaurants. They're not drinking Bud Light. So they're trying to fill those orders as well. So I don't care when I get my uh, Conservative Bats Ultra Right beer. As long as they're getting the orders for it, they said the first states. They're going to be, that they're going to begin shipping to is Georgia and Florida. Okay, which makes sense. All right, because Florida is not conservative at all. Uh, but they're going to begin shipping there first. And he assured in the email that the price is going to come down once they start getting production up and they meet the initial orders. So I think there may be a contender here. Dees, what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of orders going out. Yeah, it sounds like they um, definitely need to invest in a larger scale production right and and from the email it says they are it actually says that's good yeah and like i said i'm going to support them i mean god bless them they're going out here and doing this yeah i didn't hear that part because i fell asleep because the thing was so so long yeah well you know what the listeners didn't fall asleep Except for the ones on heroin. They probably nodded off a little bit, just like these back there. Why do you think he wears his sunglasses, folks? I mean, come on, give me a break. My future's so bright, i got to wear shades. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, that was uh, 
uh, what was that? Timbuk Three. Yes, that was the old Timbuk Three song from the eighties. My future so bright. If you ever heard that, you know what it's actually about. Bees tell them. I don't know. <laughs> it's about no. It's about nuclear war. Oh, did not yeah. know that. Future so bright. I gotta wear shades. An old Timbuk Three song. So anyway, getting off that right now. The next thing I wanted to touch on, since we're talking about this whole wokeness and weirdness stuff. Uh, Coming up in the second hour, we'll be talking with uh, Chrissy Mayer that sat down with us and kind of guested on the show, and she's awesome. Uh, but we kind of touched on this. In New York Post, I'm sure everybody that's watching the Aldonzo and D show has heard this. Uh, Target loses $9 billion in week following boycott calls over LGBTQ-friendly kids' clothing. Dees, have you kept up on this, bro? I Yeah, I've seen a little bit about it, the old tuck it swimwear and the uh the pride shirts for toddlers and infants and whatnot and they got let's yeah they let's talk quickly about called a meeting a emergency meeting to uh i don't know that they completely pulled it off the shelves but i know that like most of the stores were prominently displaying it and i believe that they might have completely pulled it uh but at the very least they moved it to a less visible area well Right, what they right. had going on was really interesting. And I say interesting when I mean it was a dumbass move. They saw what happened with Bud Light, and they came out with these tucket uh, swimsuits for little boys that, you know, don't want their penises showing. I can penises. That's an old penis. Penises showing. Uh, so they made it so you could tuck them in like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. You remember that? I wish I had that pulled up right now. I don't think we could play it though. I'd have to bleep it out. Yeah. You good, know what he's doing? That yeah, goodbye good, horses. Goodbye horses. Yeah. I, I, me. You know. Um. So that little boys can do the Buffalo Bill impression they always wanted to. Uh. Then they also made the ones where they uh, strapped the the girls' chest. You know the binding. The yeah. binding. Yeah. Because nothing says we're a strong country like we don't know what freaking gender we are. Uh, so anyway, there was, a, of course, a big backlash on that. They had people in Targets actually ripping down the displays and people calling them, you know, transphobes and homophobes. And I don't think that's the case at all. People are just fed up with this stuff. So they've lost $9 billion. Uh, why they would do this is beyond me. I can't believe they did it after everything that we've seen. Excuse me, i got to press the button on this heart monitor. <laughs> After everything we've seen with uh, with what's going on with Bud Light, and then uh, yeah, who's wasn't there another one that did something stupid? I mean, there's been several. Conspicuous, Nike. There, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nobody saw that. No. Um, but yeah, it's just, well, you got Nike, you got Adidas. Adidas, that's the one. Yeah. With Dylan Mulvaney modeling their their women. <laughs> Makes me sick. I'm gonna go through over today because of the beer I'm drinking. All right, folks, thanks for watching this little snippet of the El Donzo and D's show found right here on YouTube. Or if you want to listen to the entire podcast in its entirety, we are found at either cities929.com or you can find us pretty much anywhere that you get your podcasts. Wait, now, wait a minute. Plug the 
plug the Twitter thing too, because I've got the really Twitter on screen as we speak, and I've had it there the entire time. What a team, man! I what a team! So, so thanks, thanks for watching. watching. We'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Can't fucking wait. Hey, YouTube! Welcome back to another little snippet of the Eldonzo and D's show. Found right here on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast, as well as Cities 92.9 out of Bloomington Normal. Eldonzo, hit it. Studio. A lot of folks have heard me refer to us coming at you from the Skyhammer Studio on City 92.9. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Skyhammer Studio. We're using this opportunity to work some kinks out of the audio and the mix and everything and matching it up uh, with the video for YouTube. And if you're looking at Eldonzo's pretty face right now, you probably see there's a little kink hue to it. My, my good friend, Nicole, uh, she actually got me this on-air light that hangs right above the uh, control panel for the studio. So that's what you see. That's kind of lighting me up a little bit. I think it does okay. I mean, I'm not – I got more color than these has. These, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, you're very pink. It's, it's all pink. Anyway, uh, we're not going to get into that. What we did want to get into was this cannot go without mention that uh, – Tina Turner has passed away, I think it was Wednesday, at the age of 83. Yes, sir. And I'm playing this song now. It's uh, We Don't Need Another Hero. And this was uh, a soundtrack she did to one of my favorite movies as a kid growing up, which was uh, Beyond Thunderdome, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which she played any entity in that film. And I thought she did it pretty good. She Man, her game, man, I'll tell you what, have you ever seen Beyond Thunderdome? It's been years, but yeah. Yeah, but it was a good film. No, we could sure use a hero right now. Yeah, we could use something right now. The Donald Trump to the rescue. I don't know if that's going to happen. but uh, Anyway, so she was 83. Do you have any details about maybe her later years that led up to this? Yeah, she's had a, uh, a rough go of it. Starting in 2013, she had a stroke, uh, had to basically relearn to walk again. And then in 2016, she was diagnosed with intestinal cancer, uh, had high blood pressure that uh, damaged her kidneys and led to eventual kidney failure. And uh, she actually considered euthanasia and, and signed up to be a member of EXIT, uh, which was one of those things where they peacefully go. Um, but then they, uh, they got her a kidney. She had a transplant in 2017. But, uh, yeah, it's after fighting for, for a long time there, I think her body just gave out. And, I mean, she was 83. She lived a, a pretty long life and uh, was healthy for most of it, except for, obviously, the last 10 years or so. But, uh, I mean, absolute legend. Yeah, absolute queen of rock and roll right there. Tina Turner. She's, she's held a pretty high, uh, high regard to a lot of those musicians as well. Not, not to mention she survived, survived Ike, Ike Turner. Turner. That, was that was probably the biggest, biggest ailment she ever had to get over was Ike Turner. For sure. For sure. For sure. And, and then didn't he, is he, he's, he's still alive, alive isn't he? Isn't Ike, Ike still alive? I want to say Ike is dead, but I'm not 100% sure. I can 
probably find that in just a brief second. Tell you what, you pull that up. I've got another story I want to go to. You know, Joe Biden. Ike died in 2007. Okay, okay I was thinking he wasn't alive. Yeah, he'd been gone a while. Well, like I said, that's we, that's something we didn't look at was Ike Turner. Um, well, they were known for beating the snot out of each other, wasn't it? To say the least, yes. Yeah, I mean, they were both pretty violent people in their relationship. Him more so than her. I think she did it more out of uh, defense and probably protecting herself. But, yeah, he was, he was not a very nice guy to her. When all Ike Turner on her ass, like the old saying used to go. So, First Lady Joe Biden, the blowhard that she is. Obviously, if I lived with Joe Biden, I wouldn't be a very nice person to be around. She's... She's, She's phony. phony uh, excuse me, Doctor Joe. Oh, Doctor Joe. What's she a doctor of? She's a doctor of like that's something stupid, like balloon animals or underwater basket weaving or something. She's not a real doctor. Like if I ever hit the ground, I don't want Joe Biden coming up like I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Like go back and feed him applesauce and let me die. I don't want to deal with this. Okay, I really don't. Uh, this stupid old dingbat didn't take her ding pills and. They, they let, let her get up on stage. stage. So, so uh, this, this is Fox News. Not, not going to read the headline, but First Lady Jill Biden didn't get the reaction she was expecting Thursday when she delivered what she thought would be an applause line, only for her quip to fall flat, leading her to prod the audience to clap. This is desperation. She tried to come across like it wasn't, but it was. All right. She goes, I visited red states and blue states, and I found that the common values that unite us are deeper than our divisions. You know what? Hell with it. I'm just going to play the clip. It's pathetic. So we're having a bit of audio issues that uh, is going to show up, obviously, on the YouTube cast. I apologize for that. So, so I'm going to reiterate, reiterate what she said. Uh, she goes, I visited red states and blue states, and I found that the common values that unite us are deeper than our divisions. Uh, she got no reaction. The crowd was silent. There was nothing there. And then she added, I thought you might clap for that. And then, of course, everybody seals clapping. Uh, one of those things that reminds me of the thing when Biden was addressing, oh, what was it? Soldiers. There were soldiers. I don't know if it was. Maybe may have been Marines, Marines, but they were definitely in uniform. uniform. And he, and he said, said he said some stupid joke. And he goes, come on, you dumb sons of bitches, laugh or something like that. Do you remember that, Dee? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. And then everybody started, like, fake laughing and, you know, trying to trying to give him that thing. Dee, did you have anything you wanted to get in on? I got some play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Let's have it. All right, 18 has fallen to his death while climbing a new L.A. bridge for a social media stunt. These social media stunts are like proven like the, the Darwin Award thing. Yeah, yeah, the same. This comes from uh, the New York Post. A 17-year-old boy slipped and plummeted to his death from the popular new Sixth Street Viaduct in Los Angeles after climbing the bridge as part of an apparent social media stunt, according to police. The youth's body was found about 2 a.m. Saturday on the eastern side of the span, which has become a troubling magnet 
for gunplay, dangerous stunts, and careless online clout chasing since it opened about a year ago. The teen, whose name has not been released, was taken to L.A. County USC Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. Was it, wasn't there another one of these dumbass... There's been several. There was one recently. I can't remember what it was. Just eat a Tide Pod. It's the Tide Pod thing. Less messy. Oh, the cinnamon challenge. Where they, where they take a teaspoon of cinnamon and they shovel it in and then they like, like choke to death. death. Yeah, but you, I don't. Has anybody died from that? Well, I, don't, I don't know if they. I don't, I don't remember anybody dying. dying. I'm it's stupid. Like rescue services had to be called on. I believe that for sure. Do you remember those little twits that were snorting the condoms? Oh yeah, and they pull them out their mouth or something. Yeah, there's all kinds of dumbass. TikTok, TikTok challenges, challenges and things, things like that. that. It, it's utterly, utterly ridiculous. ridiculous. You, you, you want to know who a dumbass is real quick. Let me see if I got time to go over this. We have time. You, you know, I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. Yeah, yeah it's all this. Okay. I like Pink Floyd. I love him. I grew up with him. Roger Waters is a genius, okay, when it comes to writing music. Great bass player. He kind of was Pink Floyd there for a long time. I like him as a musician. I hate him as a human being, okay? He's yeah. got to be one of the most insensitive, communist, Marxist S-bags I've ever met in my life. This is another headline, Fox News. Pink Floyd founder condemned for wearing SS officer uniform where Jews were deported by the Nazis. I'm going to read a little bit of this uh, to you. Of course, he's a founder of Pink Floyd. He performed on May 17th at Germany's Mercedes-Benz Arena. Where, Where, according, according to local, local journalists, journalists, a screen projected the words, the show will start in 10 minutes, and a court in Frankfurt has ruled that I am not an anti-Semite. They continue, just to be clear, I condemn anti-Semitism unreservedly. No, he doesn't. It goes on. Despite this declaration, the night was filled with various amounts of offensive and anti-Semitic images, most notably after the concert's intermission. Waters came onto the stage wearing an SS officer uniform, complete with a red armband and a fake rifle. Behind him, an inflatable pig, which if you go back to the Animals album, that's where that comes in. An inflatable pig floated above the crowd with Third Reich-style banners with crossed hammers instead of swastikas. In addition... Screens displayed various names of victims considered to be likely, excuse me, victims considered to be killed by state actors, including George Floyd, anti-Nazi activist Sophie Scholl, and Masa Amini, the Iranian woman whose death while in the custody of the morality of peace sparked major protests. I don't know why this guy doesn't stop. What is his big erection against the world, these? I wish I could tell you, man. I mean... Talk about past their prime. Maybe he's just trying to grab it. He's grabbing strong. That's all it is. Hey, El Gonzo, the D show. He's right back in the last segment of the first hour. You're on stage. Hey, welcome back to the El Donzo and D's show. We are coming at you right here on YouTube. Also recording for Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. And we are going to fire that one. Now we're gonna fire up the big old fatty. <laughs> hey, this is the Elk Donzo and D 
show coming back at you on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I, of course, am El Donzo. I'm Dees. And I am basking in the nice pink glow of the on-air sign that my good friend Nicole gave me for the studio. Uh, I got something I want to touch on real quick. Actually, it's not going to be quick. This is going to be a bit of a run-on thing. And I don't care because I hear a lot of people talking about California. I got a good friend of mine that wants to move to California. That's where her family's at. And it's it's kind of hard sometimes because she's not very politically inept. She doesn't follow politics. She doesn't know about the stuff going on. So I dedicate this little segment to her. This is the absurdity of what's going on in California. Now, I've said this before. You take your, I, I would say the bulk of the Democrats or the liberals that are voting right now, they have no idea what they're actually voting for. They have none. They don't educate themselves. Callie, yeah, that's right. They have, you almost, you almost got it. me. You almost got me. But they have no idea really what they're voting for, how that impacts their lives. I'm going to give an example. Let's start out with, oh, this is this is a good one to start out with, and we'll build up to it. California ban on gas appliances start with January 1st, all electric rule. What this is pretty much saying is by January 1st, of, let's see here, 2023, new homes and buildings that are constructed after that date will have to have electric supply panels and circuitry to support all electric appliances and heating under a building code update approved two years ago by the California Energy Commission. The new building code doesn't ban the sale of natural gas appliances outright. That will come in the year 2030 and a mandate from the California Air Resources Board that is designed to lower the carbonization of structures and improve indoor air quality. Real quick, these I want your take on this. They're getting rid of gas stoves, which the liberals said that we were wearing tinfoil hats. Oh, they didn't want to get rid of the gas stoves. You guys are just nuts. You guys are just paranoid. These, what do you think about that? I wouldn't move to California on that fact alone. I, right? I used to have an electric stove, and they suck. They're horrible, absolutely horrible. I love to cook, and I mean, I I'm sure some of the new super high tech ones are okay, but the, to me, it's just really hard to regulate the temperature on them. I think it's just absolutely asinine that they're doing this. So. That, Natural gas, what the hell's wrong with natural gas? Or LP. There's nothing wrong with Well, because they got to frack for natural gas. And when they use natural gas, they can't put off emissions. It's clean burning. Okay? What they're doing is making it more expensive. And this is leading up to something. A lot of people don't know about this. A lot of people that vote for Gavin Newsom or vote for liberals in general, or want to go out to a nice California and live the rest of their life there, don't know this. Not to mention the fact, if you move to San Diego or Los Angeles and you want to pay under $500,000 for a place to live, you're getting a trailer, okay? Not to mention the tax rate out there. So let's go to this next story. 
This is from uh, California.gov, California Air Resources Board. Here's another one they're trying to do. California moves to accelerate to 100% new zero emission vehicle sales by 2035. Uh, this is come out of Sacramento. The California Air Resources Board today approved the trailblazing advanced clean cars rule that sets California on a path to rapidly growing the zero emission car, pickup truck, and SUV market and deliver cleaner air and massive reductions in climate warming pollution. Okay. Electric vehicles. You got to pay a lot of money to charge those. They don't run very good. They don't have a lot of horsepower to them. They break down in cold weather. The batteries get depleted. The batteries can cost $20,000 yeah. to replace. Yeah, I was just going to say you're going to have to sell a child in order to be able to replace your battery. What they're saying is by 2035, you can have a gasoline-powered vehicle. That's okay. You can have it, but you can't sell it within california you can't buy another one i don't even think you can bring one into the state it's got to be all electric think about this you have to charge an electric vehicle and the average home in the garage for like 12 hours to get it to a full charge these on some yeah on some i would like to think that by this 2035 that they're shooting for the technology will be a little bit better, but how are they going to power that electric? Well, I was just going to say that wasn't the California, the one that had the most problems as far as overloading their grid. And I, I'm getting to that, but what fuel are they going to burn? Oh yeah. To... For the electricity. Yeah. Th this is a hoodwink. A lot of people aren't aware of this because they don't follow the news. And that's really what pisses me off about this. All right, let's go to the next one. We were just talking about this. Why California has blackouts. So look at the power grid. First of all, the power grid's antiquated. It's older than dirt. They don't take care of it. Okay. It causes fires. They don't, they short out. They don't take care of the brush and do their conservation like they should. That's what causes a lot of these fires out here is this old uh, electric grid. So the grid can't handle as it is now, not having everybody 100% electric. How's it going to do that? It's going to cripple everybody. They're not going to be able to drive. They're not going to be able to heat their homes. They're not going to be able to cook their food efficiently. They're going to have blackout times during the day. This is going to happen, which means everything because supply and demand, the costs are going to skyrocket. Okay. Now, when we talk about what's going on in California, people are going, why do they want to do this to us? Why would anybody want to make people broke? I'll tell you why. California hates the middle class. They don't want anybody middle class out there. They want two tiers of people, broken homeless because they can control them, and then the Hollywood elite, the Silicon Valley guys, the Hollywood actors, they don't give a damn how much it costs to heat their home. They don't give a damn because they got all this money. They want to break it down into two classes. If you're in the middle class, California doesn't want you. Okay? This is a conspiracy. They don't want you. That's why. They're Marxist. They believe in the upper class and the lower class. Anybody in between, screw them. There's no other explanation for why we're seeing this. 
Same thing in Illinois. Illinois starting this. Chicago. How much is an apartment in Chicago? Uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. You almost can't afford it. My go- yeah. My niece just literally moved up there uh, last weekend, and she's got two roommates, and it's a decent place. It's nothing super fancy. It's on the north right. side, but they are paying, I believe, it's either twelve or fourteen hundred per person a month. Out in California, out in, I think it's San Diego, you're three thousand dollars a month for an apartment out there. Three th- for a little apartment. Yeah, that's like a studio. Now, a lot of people who go out to California go out there for education, or they go out there to do stuff. You know, these are the same people that don't know about California and want to go live out there and be house broke. And by house broke, I mean they can't afford to eat because they're paying for their house. The property taxes on these properties are like thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. They got to move all these people in with them and live in cramped conditions just to be able to afford a place to hang their head. All right. I'm telling you right now, as sure as I'm sitting here in front of this damn microphone, this is by design. The same people that are doing that are the same people that go out and go into $150,000, $200,000 in student loan debt for a degree that will only pay them ninety dollars or $100,000 a year. That they'll never pay back. That they'll never pay back. This is The system's rigged against them, okay? If any of these liberals are promoting something, take, for example, college. You know, the colleges are now subsidized by the government, Okay. Specifically, the liberals, you got it. Well, you got to have an education. You got to do that. You got to have a bachelor's degree. There's a reason for that. They want you to be indebted to them. They want you to be weak. They want you to be broken down. And once they get you to the homeless phase, boy, that's when they've knocked it right out of the park because they got you by the short and curlies and there's nothing you can do about it at that point. Why do you think they want to give away $300 a month in reparate, not in reparations, just in assistance to homeless people? Pushing the needle program, pushing drugs. Boy, I tell you what, it chaps over Aldonzo's ass. Anyway, this is the Aldonzo and D Show. We'll be right back on Cities 92.9. All right, folks. I don't think I got too heated on that one, do you? Are you still on Reaper or no? I just was. <laughs> Not anymore. Time. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification button, and we will see you on the next one. Hey, D's here. Welcome back to the Eldonzo and D's. And as promised, coming up next, we have the entire interview with Chrissy Mayer, the comedian uh, famous for the Simcast, as well as the Wet Spot that is found on Compound Media. And uh, we talked to her right after the incident at the Texas Comedy Club. And here it is, unedited for your approval, Chrissy Mayer. Here we are, back again, bigger than life. Twice as ugly, the Eldonzo and D Show, back here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm D. And we are the red-headed stepchild of 92.9 for a reason. As promised on the second hour, we have the gorgeous, part, quick-witted, and funny-as-hell comedian joining us, Chrissy Mayer. Oh, my gosh, guys. It's so great to be here. Welcome. I love Illinois. And there's a re- <laughs> 
Well, that's one of us. Right. We're of Illinois, but you, you're oh, from New York, right? I am. I'm I'm currently in the hell hole that is New York, but I live in a suburb a good 45 minutes away. So so I'm I'm handling it. See, a lot of people think the same thing about Illinois, that we're all screwed up here, but that is not the case necessarily. Uh, we're from central Illinois, and there's a lot of, Kev, you'd agree there's a lot of conservative D's. What do you think? In our area, for the most part, yeah, this this particular city is a little more what we would call purple, but <laughs> we're farm country, so it's, it's a lot more conservative than liberal. I've uh, done shows in Chicago, and I've done shows in McHenry. There's a venue called The Vixen in McHenry that I love that seems like a good area yeah but you're still up by uh chicago though so it's kind of like yeah. close for me but hey the reason that we played acdc she's got balls to open this thing up uh look and i gotta say i'm glad she's streaming in because this studio is not big enough for her and her huge balls because she has <laughs> she has got to be you have got to be the queen of zero f's given when i would tuck them in for you to make room i would do a full tuck moment i would get the target bathing suit i would go. do all the tucking go. yeah yeah and we're going to talk about that. we got a lot of stuff to talk about as well. Uh, of course, she's a host of the Chrissy Mayer podcast. Uh, that's called uh, Simpcast, right? Yeah, there's. I have a bunch of different shows. I have a show called Simpcast on Sundays, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on my YouTube channel. Chrissy Mayer podcast I'll do is where I'll do like one-on-one interviews. It's a little sometimes more serious. Sometimes I'll have on a comedian. Uh, and then I have a show on Compound Media called The Wet Spot on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then I'm also on Fridays on a show called Friday Night Tights, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on Nerdrotics YouTube channel. So I'm all over the place. You are. You're a very busy woman. And so what what do Dees and I have to do to guest on this uh, Wet Spot thing? <laughs> Ooh, and it, just be in New York and have a pulse. The, those are my only requirements. Let's go to the airport. All right. <laughs> so anyway, we're beating a dead horse with this. And uh, if we wouldn't mind pulling up and getting that clip ready of you at the hyena. And I wouldn't say this is my first exposure to you, Chrissy. Uh, I saw you with Rob Schmidt tonight. You guys were talking about Jen Psaki. And yes. I, I saw this thing at the hyena. I'm like, she's familiar to me. And I started looking that up and found it. Uh, and like I said, it's beating a dead horse. But this goes back to the uh, to the May 7th incident, if I'm correct, at the Hyena Comedy Club in Dallas. Uh, before we play this this clip for everybody to hear it, you really pissed off a lot of people with this. Um, has this been a blessing for you? I really stepped in it. Yeah. If I look back at my calendar, I feel like it just happened. But this was, yeah, this was Saturday, May 6th. This was the very last show. We had four shows that, that weekend at Hyenas in Dallas, a club that I love, that I've gone to, that performed at multiple times, will definitely be back. I, I love everybody there. Uh, and the week before, we were in Vegas and did a sold-out show at a venue called The Space. So we were just having a really great time. It was the last show, and I've been heckled. I mean, and I actually like audience interaction. I like asking people questions. I like random outbursts. Every comedian is different. Some comedians will have you removed the first time you yell something out. I'm not about that. I think it's my job as a comedian. If you're not enjoying yourself, it's my job to charm you or include you or just speak to you in a way that like I, I kind of want to like break you down like a glow stick and shake you up so anytime i encounter a difficult audience member i just i just want to get to know you because there's a only a couple different types of hecklers it's like you're drunk like a drunk woman heckler 
who's trying to make it about her um or usually a dude who thinks he's funnier than what i'm saying and that i need help uh, or there's like this third type of heckler which is like the social justice warrior like just triggered by something uh which is what that you I've got said that's not very politically correct so what we had at dallas was the third kind of heckler and i'm sure there's more kinds but that's just for me the most common i wasn't expecting it at all and and i look back at that crowd interaction like that was a pretty typical like i, I wasn't seeing anything too crazy at all it was a riff i hadn't really planned to talk about dylan mulvaney that day but since my host keanu thompson kind of looks like dylan like we were joking all week like oh what day of girlhood is keanu on um <laughs> she's kind of flat chested and like she loves it she embraces the the comparison and it wasn't until a man yelled out uh i was like why doesn't where the where are the boobs where are the boobs on dylan come on it's like you have all the money and time in the world access to the best doctors you're a millionaire at this point everyone loves you and knows you i guess and but why no boobs because i feel like that's the most important part of being a gal and some guy yells out because he's a man and i just was kind of yes anding him i was like yeah because he's a man and this woman could not handle that someone had a difference of opinion she thought her her point of view was so important that she it was worth interrupting the show for and the arrogance of she represents like I guess a pretty important group of our society. They're just not challenged. Nobody in their friend group or work or school is challenging them. So for her, like, her views haven't been challenged until she's live at a comedy show. And, you know, you can't just swipe off the page. You can't just turn your phone off. You know, you're here in person. Your views are being challenged. And you're either going to run out or you're going to, like, make a scene well they're they're the same people that like to troll on facebook and social media and all this other garbage anyway getting back to the show here chris you got a question for you i've been pretty good i'm almost 40 and i'm pretty good about reading people like i can i don't want to judge a book by its cover okay but i can usually tell by facial expressions and how the room is going you know kind of know your audience were these gals could were you getting a vibe off them that they weren't going to find this funny or were they, did, was there any actions before this happened? No, not at all. And I was the headliner. So I was the last one to get up there. And and on this show was Alex Stein, who is per, you know, more viral than me, more generally hated by leftists. So I'm surprised they didn't make a scene when he was on stage. Um, Lila Hart, who's also pretty based, same thing with Keanu. Uh, they hadn't said anything. I hadn't noticed them at all until the last 10, 15 minutes of my said i didn't even so i'm surprised i didn't even see them and that because of their due to their size uh i didn't even <laughs> notice them until <laughs> someone was like she's a woman and i was like that that's why i had that reaction because i didn't even know they were there and that's why i was like oh okay wow we got one of those all right like i just had no clue that i would attract these type of uh land whales to I, my show when i when i saw this uh when I saw this first pop up, it was on Fox News. Uh, of course, I think that was the big mainstream media that carried it first. Yeah, I, I saw it on Twitter. Up. I looked this up, and then he started going after him about harpooning them, and they're probably going to want their tusks. And I'm just like, I told Dee's, I called, I said, we got to get this guy on the show. And <laughs> I, 
I think we need to blame the random guy that shouted out, she's the man. Yes, it's he's all his fault. fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, this man you wouldn't, you wouldn't and have, him. yeah, you wouldn't have carried on what he said. And I think they probably would have sat there and grazed a little more. Oh, exactly. I, I'm sure I would have triggered them had he not interrupted me because of what I was going to say, I was like, yeah, th- he, Dylan doesn't have tits. Like tomorrow he could just go back to being a dude with a tight face. Like there's no <laughs> commitment. I need to see something like you're not. And it's just Dylan is a good example of how you don't really need to commit to anything. You can just say you're anything and uh, no one gets to question anything you say anymore and you never get criticized and you get all special treatment. You are, Chrissy, 100% correct. And I was talking to Dee's about this, and we piss off a lot of people on this show. We try. Okay, yes. we try. Uh, I was talking to him about this. I said, this this whole transgender thing, celebrating Dylan Mulvaney's 365-day girlhood, he thinks he's a 13-year-old girl, is no different than I've got kind of longer hair, just because I don't cut it. I'm just lazy. I'm not making a statement. I got kind of longer hair. I told him it's no different than if I put on a dress right now as I am and go into a women's restroom. You can't say anything to me. If I identify as a woman this minute and I don't the next, you can't argue with me on that. And I agree. It's it's BS. Wasn't there a congressman who came out uh, and said he he was identifying as like a lesbian woman of color? I can't remember his uh, name. Native American lesbian woman yes. of color. Yes. But he was doing it's, it to it's screw a state. With I believe it was like somebody in a state Congress or something like that. <laughs> or, yeah. That was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. A lesbian uh what is it? Native American person of color? But this, yeah. this dude transgender. Was yeah. This dude was playing it, and but hey, that's fine. He can do it too. Yeah. How can you prove how somebody feels? Either way, one thing I, I want to talk about that I didn't know this until uh, I listened to uh, the Simcast was you thought the one of the scrunts, the fat chicks, whatever. <laughs> uh, you thought that they actually said "fuck a transphobe," like told you to go screw a transphobe. Is that right. Correct? That's what I thought they might have said at first because it sounded like fuck a transphobe. And I was like, I thought about me found my fiance and I was like, perhaps I already am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, that's a tall order, but I can pull it off, ladies. Yes. No complaints here. I feel like everyone I've ever been with is probably one. So it's all good. Now. Yeah. I know that uh, you don't tour as much anymore because of all the podcasts and everything. Um, but who would you say are your, your biggest comedic influences? Oh, I would say that I, yeah, it does depend. Like in some ways, like I don't tour as much, but then like in some, in some ways I, I'm selling out more shows than I was a couple years ago, but comedic influences. I think Jim Brewer is one of my all time favorites. I think he's an absolute genius when it comes to physical comedy and just being like, every time I watch him, it reminds me like, yes, be silly, be goofy on stage, use your body, like use every tool you have. Well, not every tool, but, it's not every tool, but uh, um, I I love and then like some of my peers honestly make me laugh the hardest like Tyler Fisher or Doug Stanhope. Um, I love Stanhope. Yeah, he's he's great. You were he's talking just... about um, the hecklers. I made the grave error of taking a very intoxicated female to a Doug Stanhope show. I can't talk about that stuff. And, and he I mean, he he handled it. He was just roasting her left and right, but she was so far gone that she just kept trying to think that she was funny. And finally, they ended up removing her. Well, before she left, she threw her phone number onto the the stage. Oh, and wow. 
And Wait, Doug, and she was your date? No, nah, kind of a friend. Look at him. Yeah, no. I used to work in the adult you gotta industry. You got to take that bandana off. <laughs> I used to work in the adult industry as a DJ, and she was a dancer, and we were kind of okay. friends. She was one of those people that was really cool to hang out with until you got her drunk. But anyway, so Doug Stanhope, he was doing this show in Peoria, Illinois, at a, a comedy club called The Jukebox. Well, oh, just yeah. so happens that right after that show, he recorded an episode of his podcast, and half of it was about that incident. And they called uh. her... They called her during the show and left this long voicemail. It was absolutely That's hilarious. so funny. Yeah. So why did she give him her phone number? Was she looking for more customers? I, she was just a drunk idiot. She didn't, yeah, she <laughs> didn't mean, even remember anything. She asked me why she had a long uh, voicemail from like eight dudes the next oh. night. And, yeah. Dude, if, Dude, if that's odd to give your phone number when you're drunk, you guys don't want to know what I do when I'm drunk. <laughs> no, okay? I do know what you do when you're drunk. Oh, yeah. I do that thing where I shake it. Yeah, and like, come into like the, house like the monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> that thing. Uh, hey, I got a question, Chrissy. With all this backlash, conservatism in comedy, conservatism in music, we talk Kid Rock, we talk The Nuge, uh, all these people getting canceled. Just honestly, for our listeners, have you ever sat down and just thought, I need to keep this conservative stuff to a lower level. Have you ever thought that or have you just no, said, I don't never. And I hate that anybody who pushes up against the mainstream, it gets considered to be conservative because like similar to our bandana friend here, I have a lot of friends that are porn stars. I have friends that do only fans. <laughs> but that's um, a very conservative industry, isn't it actually? And people don't uh, know that. <laughs> probably not. I, I think I'm just a normal person kind of in the middle. And I guess I, as a normal person, as they, get older yeah you do go more right or conservative on certain issues like i don't know giving 114 billion dollars to the ukraine uh before we fix problems that we have here or you you know, like our right borders on. things like that like these don't seem like crazy outrageous views they, to have um but no you you, you say you you know, that Dylan Mulvaney is a man and you get considered part of the alt-right. Well, if that's all it takes, then I guess I'm on the alt-right. Uh, if you just say true things, you're, you're a, a, a mag, a MAGA comedian. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know I'm pretty I'm, much the same yeah. in that when I was growing up and into my twenties, I always kind of was libertarian because I still believed in, you know, gun rights and things like that, but I definitely leaned further left but as i've gotten older and society has gotten crazier i find the needle going the other way you start taking over that mindset of clint eastwood and gran torino get off my lawn, yeah you know you just start getting pissed off with all this stuff and uh, another thing on your podcast you guys were talking about chrissy the i think it's one from two days ago i listened to it while i was at work uh my real job <laughs> anyway one thing you guys were talking about was just that new age liberals versus old liberals and the difference is like i can't remember her name i it was kind of hard to decipher while i was at work she was saying she was a liberal but she's not one of these new age lefties she's classic liberal that believes in everybody's rights and right and stuff like that and i think it's one of those things that we talk about conservatism became a dirty word there for a while but you're getting thrown in this pack with the conservatives anyway if you just have common sense look 10 years ago Nobody gave a shit about a bottle of pancake syrup. Right. Nobody went to, not, not even the <laughs> right? farthest left liberal went to IHOP and had a meltdown. Or a box of rice. Or a box or, of rice yeah. because Aunt Jemima was on it. Nobody cared until they were told to care. Nobody gets worked up until they're told to get worked up. And then that creates right. a 50-50. Well, we can't take back over our country when we're fighting all the time. Yeah. I don't know your thoughts on that. Oh my gosh! Did you see what happened with the LA Dodgers? They I got they were that gonna, pulled up. Uh, oh my god! Okay, so they 
at first, I, I guess they're still going to try ha- try to have this pride event. They at first invited what are they this drag group that specifically I, I think their creative goal is to make fun of Christians, Catholics, because their group is called like what the Sister- ladies of the Sisters of Permanent Regret or something it's like that. The, I'm looking at this right now, Chrissy. It's the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Perpetual and- indulgence. And they're there to mock Catholicism, Christianity, the whole thing. So then the Dodgers disinvited them, got insane backlash. That's where you would, you know, have a spine and say, no, we're not inviting this group because this like you're going to. And then they caved and then reinvited them back to to their game or to their festival or whatever, because uh, I, I think they were worried that all these other pride or gay groups were pulling out of, uh, I don't know, I guess this event. But oh man it's just incredibly cowardly these guys are completely spineless it's it's this is why you can't apologize you can't give an inch the woke mob not only wants you to apologize but take back what you said and then they want you to never work again in the case of comedians um but with the dodgers it's like yeah you're just you're under the boot of the woke mob they will never be happy and even in apologizing and taking this group back they're not going to be satisfied with that they're going to be like what else do you have to do to make it up to us that's that's more of a victory, okay, for this yeah. whatever you want to call it movement. The fact that they came out and apologized, then actually inviting them there in the first place, because they see now all they got to do is put their boot on somebody's neck yep. and they squirm like a little worm and they apologize and they bring them back in. Trans- you can't apologize ever, ever, ever. No, it's ever. It's you're. you're- it's never going to work. It's it's not going to get you what you want. It's not going to get them what they want. It's and that that's true for I don't know. I think, well, it's easy for me to say, like, a joke at work. Don't apologize for it. But I'm somebody who, like, lost my job because I wouldn't get vaccinated. So who am I to tell you what to do at your job? But um, I just don't think when it comes to comedy, uh, you know, and free speech, like, just don't apologize for your views. Because guess what? Like, more people agree with you than you think. And that's what this whole, like, heckler moment has taught me is, like, I'm kind of the average person here. You are. It's just that the the culture has made us feel like having average views is makes you all right. And it'll get you put on some kind of list. Or you can't go to a school board meeting upset that there's gay books in your kid's school. Like, the the culture makes you want to think that you're very real concerns are extreme is the vaccination thing still a big issue as far as getting shows no for new york you know that lifted i guess last summer i think i went maybe a year without performing anywhere because not anywhere in new york because once de blasio put the mandates down i was like no f this like i'm i guess i'm done performing in new york because i'm not gonna get it and i'm not gonna make my fans get it to come see me there's already enough pressure on people to get this thing so um i was like i guess i'm on the road now (laughs) like i guess i'm just gonna (laughs) do florida texas and wherever they'll have me but now they've lifted all that and uh you can get into anywhere you don't need to show proof of anything not not on you know any of these tv stations not on like sirius xm or you know well not only uh, that did you see where uh Oh, these sons of bitches now came the mRNA vaccine. They're now recommending that anybody between the ages of five and 65 only get one. They and no boosters. And yeah. no boosters. So Interesting quiet- how they quietly updated their yeah. guidance on that. Yeah, when it was convenient for them, just like Fauci in the mask. I mean, just a bunch of BS we've had to been put through for, I don't know, the past 
It's been longer than four years, but it feels like four years is when this feels like really forty years. Bad. It yeah. aged. I feel like this. The yeah, the last three years has turned us all into like surly seventy-five-year-old men. Mm, We're all yep, like, ah, yep. like I, I turned into my dad within a period of three years of like, oh wow, I don't trust anybody. And <laughs> it's the whole Grand Torino thing. And when we covered mm-hmm. something, uh, I don't, not sure if you're familiar with it, but we covered it. Uh, we got it out there as soon as it broke. There's an ad from Miller Lite. Uh, came out on March 7th. So it came out before the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing broke. This is, we all agreed at the station here. We kind of passed it around and looked at it. I actually kind of liked it. I didn't like a couple aspects of it, but overall I thought it was good. Uh, Kev, can you pull that up? Yeah, give me like a have, minute and I can have that. That's it up fine. For you. Have you seen this, what we're talking is about? It similar to... Alana like, Glazer is the star of it. Oh, yes, I did see this when she's talking about, you know, actually women are responsible for brewing beer. Yeah. and like We take you, the bad shit and turn it into good shit. Now, the reason yeah. I like this, we're going to pull it up so the listeners can hear it. You've heard it. I've heard it. We'll pull it up for them, though. The, the reason I like this was it's refreshing this day and age to see a company no matter how in your face it is, celebrating real women. I mean, in that commercial, I didn't see any chicks with dicks. Did you, Dan? Uh, no. These? I wasn't looking that hard, but. I mean, it was I love, real women. I love the old-fashioned women, the one without dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like. <laughs> call me crazy, but. I like my coffee like I like my women without dicks. Without no a dick tripods, in it. Thank you. That's right, yeah. without a dick in it. So we're going to put you ready, Kev? Yeah, it should be. Known fact, women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. (laughs) Sold a lot of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole oh, beer industry. So Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. Literally, good How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad into compost. Now we feed compost okay. towards. Push out beautiful for. Yeah, perfect. So I think we got it. So like I said, my whole thing with that, it was this day and age is refreshing to see a company actually celebrate women, whether we we agree with what they're saying about the bikinis or not. That never bothered me. And being a young man that grew Mm -hmm. up in that day. That sold beer because you're coming into a beer drinking age. You maybe you wanted Bud Light, Miller Light, and then you see these gals up there in bikinis and their boobies hanging out. Well, like I said, beer was always known more of a man's drink anyway. Right. It was definitely, you know, that was their target the brand audience. brand is, it's it's cold, it's there, it's Miller Lite. You know what I mean? It's right. easy, it's fun, just like these women. You know, if you want like a fancy, <laughs> expensive beer, you'll do something artisanal. I don't know. And this was before the days of like where the craft beer and the IPAs, all that took off. And this was just like, yeah, it was like just, this is Americana. And in fact, the girl in that ad, Alana Glazer, the actress, she's from Broad City. She mm-hmm. this particularly makes her look hypocritical because I'm sure you guys have seen this online. There's uh, many examples of her in a bra, in a bathing suit. To, like definitely using her sexuality right. in various shows that she's been on, and I don't, I don't know if she protested against that. I'm, I'm she sure was she was pretty uh, hoish in Broad City. Even this is what so many of these female celebrities do. They do what they need to do to get famous, and when they're famous and a household name, well, then they kind of pull up the ladder behind them, and then they chastise other women for using their bodies and their sexuality, have, or just having fun with themselves. They go, I "Oh no, you're wrong." For you, 
Amy Schumer. Yeah. Right. Well, how, how do you feel about, you know, all these women come out now that, that work at, you know, in corporate places and they come out 20 years after the fact and they want to file sexual harassment charges because they slept with the boss to move up. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is that one of those, hey, she made the decision to do that? Or, or are you on the side that this is a cultural issue that we've created where this is the only way for a woman to get ahead? Yeah, I think it's like if you wanted to sleep with your boss, like nobody forced you. I, I would say in a very rare instance, if, if there's some sort of like brutal attack or something like that, sure. But that's extremely rare. Like women are smart. They know what is going to help them get ahead. They know that like flirting with a boss or a coworker might help them eventually get a raise in more ways than one, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm, and absolutely. I just think it's right. Once they get situated and have more money and have uh, more stability, well, then they can be like, oh, well, I was taken advantage of. It's like, no, in most cases, you weren't. You knew what you were doing. You, you understand how men operate. And I, I don't think it's fair to take advantage of that, to seem like you're into it at the time. And then later on, be like, oh, I was taken advantage of. It's like, girl, no, you I were into that. I couldn't. You get weren't matching underwear to work for a reason, okay? <laughs> and you shaved downstairs. We knew yes. what you were up to, you hussy. Yeah. You know, I, I can't get over this Harvey Weinstein thing. These women that claim that they went to his hotel room. Why the hell did you go to Harvey? And then Why you're going to tell me that? at two in the morning. At two in the, you're going to tell me Harvey Weinstein seduced you? How could he seduce it? You knew what you were doing. You knew you were right. getting a film out of it. It's like this whole thing with Stormy Daniels and uh, Donald Trump. Like Stormy Daniels didn't know what the hell was going on, if that's the fact. Yeah, it's the deal. And exactly. That. I'm sure you weren't having a business meeting in Harvey Weinstein's hotel room at 2 a.m. Like right. This. And you see this in in comedy too uh you just have to be smart and not put yourself in a position where bad things can happen to you or where things can happen to you that you're not prepared for it just just don't be dumb you know like oh agreed absolutely know. and i've got i've got a question for you i was doing some research okay i try to drink and research things uh and i wanted to find out as much about you as i could in a short amount of time uh between you agreed to come on and and right now it says, and this is Wikipedia, and I don't want to do uh, this. Oh, no, not Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh, no, Wikipedia. Yeah, it's it's got to be true if it's on Wikipedia. So two things I, I gleaned off Wikipedia that I thought were interesting. It says, uh, while you were in college, you had an internship with the television show Late Night with Conan O'Brien. That's true. Okay, that is true. Yeah. Now, the next one really gets me. And if it's true, I want to hear the story behind this. It says that you have, oh, excuse me. No, you have not seen the new Miller Lite commercial. That was the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. It says that you have been a victim of swatting twice. Yeah, I got swatted twice. So, okay, so what were the circumstances? I mean, I'm, we're dying. I to had on a guest on my podcast, and actually, I think they're former radio guys. Um, they're called, their show is called the Steel Toe Morning Show. I think they are out of Minnesota. And, and this is just simply what happened. Like, I had them on my morning show, and they had a guest, like a, a viewer of their show that doesn't like them. So, swatted the Steel Toe guys, Aaron and April Imholt. Then they swatted me for having them on my show, not even physically in person, just over a computer like we're doing now. And then they ended up swatting um, Bob Levy, who some might know uh, from the Howard Stern show. They Reverend swatted Bob. him as well, Reverend Bob Levy, for having them on his show. And... 
it's very upsetting. It's like the, you know, and I know that this has happened to many other YouTubers. I think Tim Pool is like known for, I mean, he's been swatted like, I don't know, maybe 16, 20 times at this Are point. You uh, me? Jeremy the quartering has been swatted. Like a lot of bigger YouTubers have been swatted, which I didn't think I was at that level yet. I didn't think I was at SWAT level. And, uh, I, but I guess I am. And it's just nerve wracking because thank God somebody was there to open the door because uh, what happens is this is like a horrible thing, but they'll they'll basically someone will call whatever police station that you're in and say, oh, there's an active shooter or there's something horrible going on at this address. Go check it out. So the cops come to your house expecting the worst. And if you don't open the door, I think they're able to like break the door down with their Absolutely. guns drawn. Yeah. There have been instances of dogs that have been shot during swattings. People have been so, killed during a people have been killed over this it's it's uh it's nothing to mess around with it's something you should be arrested for and i think the the person who did it was and we found out later on that it was like a 14 year old kid in west virginia who ended up doing this and the the detective that i was speaking with i think the second time they they came in because you, you started to get to know these guys pretty well i guess <laughs> the cops which is wow helped, helped. I, I have a question for you he said you... actually this happens often with kids like they'll be some, some yeah. kid will beat some kid will beat another kid at a video game and then that kid will swat them over it yeah and there's a like, big wow. Twitch streamer named aiden that i've he's been swatted at least six or seven times how bad is society that we have 13 and 14 year old kids lose a video game get their panties in a bunch and then they have to call and have their buddies swatted yeah or some other kid in some other state it's disgusting i i had a question yeah. for you since you you brought his name up and you being a new yorker and if if this is a line in the sand that you don't want to draw for for reasons i i understand but with uh howard stern he along with probably bubble the love sponge are two of the major reasons why i wanted to get into stuff like this in fact oh. i'm wearing a bubba shirt right now um, what are your thoughts or if any of your opinions on the change in Howard over, let's say, Howard 10 years and beyond to the very woke leftist that, that he's become today? It's hard to know if if that's who he's been the whole time and this is his true self coming out. It's the same reason why there's a lot of like emotion around like Amy Schumer that you mentioned because mm -hmm. you fall in love with a, a public person with and they seem to have one personality and then over the years they seem to completely change and you're like, well, who was the real you? The, right. the person that we watched become famous and that we enjoyed for years or the person that we're seeing now. So I think only those close to Howard know him personally or have worked with him closely for years like they would have a better sense of it than just a random fan listening but it does seem to to be like he just went safe and he was like well i don't want to get canceled and uh you know he kind of got bit by that hollywood bug and got the hearty eyes and would rather just like kiss up to every celebrity and become almost like a politician level of influence right. rather than like a man of the people Especially saying the, the honest thing, thing in the moment yeah it very out of touch with the common person very now which is why out. people fell in love with him Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the El Donzo and D show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. We have comedian Chrissy Mayer here right now, and uh, we've been talking about all kinds of things and fully monkey shines going on. If you're just tuning in, go back, get the podcast so you can hear it. She's a funny gal. She's a smart chick, and we're really honored to have her on the show. Uh, she's got a couple upcoming dates we want to get out there. Uh, she Ooh, is going yeah. to be on July 8th at Tiff's in Morris Plains, New Jersey. Uh, August 9th, you can catch her at the Sandman Comedy Club in Richmond, Virginia. 
And August 11th, uh, the secret group in Houston, Texas. I may need to take a Texas trip for that one. Yeah, Ooh, I'd, yeah. I'd love to go. To Maybe Texas. we should do that and come down and see you, and you can berate old Eldonzo and D's at your show. We're I would love to. <laughs> yes, and please wear a sleeveless shirt like you're wearing today. <laughs> I got tattoos. If I wear sleeves, oh, wow. that means that I'm going somewhere fancy. I'd... Or so, someone's died. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the, and the reason I have all this get up is because I really don't want friends and family to know I hang out with this guy too often. Dude, you should be, uh, honored, you should be so honored <laughs> to hang out with me. Hey, Chrissy, tell the listeners uh, what you got besides those dates we just did. What's in the works for you? What are you doing? What are you looking forward to in the future? What do you got shaking out? I know you were just on with Eric Bowling yesterday. Oh, Eric Bowling's great. Yeah, hopefully I will become more of a regular uh at Newsmax, I'm going to be on Carl Higby's show on Wednesday, I think at five o'clock. I don't know if that's live or pre-taped, but yeah, you can always catch me every Monday on Compound Media. Uh, my show is called The Wet Spot. It is kind of like how Howard Stern used to be where we have adult film stars and comedians on and it's just like an anything goes situation. There's nudity, there's hot takes, everything. Compoundmedia.com and uh, Sundays is my show called The Simcast. It's a panel show with all women sort of similar to myself, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on my YouTube channel. And then Fridays, I'm on uh, Neurotics YouTube channel, which is we do culture commentary. And it's a lot of uh, disaffected nerds who are upset at what's happened to uh, the wokeification of all our beloved franchises. Uh, And then I'm just sort of the the token comedian chick. That's a great show. Um, Yeah, I got these stand up shows coming up. Go to ChrissyMayer.com. And if you want me to perform in your area Get on Twitter, tag the club, tag me, write them emails because I don't have an agent or a manager because of my uh, political beliefs, I think. Or well, who knows? Maybe I'm just not funny enough. But no, you're, you're funny <laughs> as hell. I, I have Thank seen you. more of Chrissy Mayer in, in the past two days than I ever thought I would. Uh, I got oh. a question. If we could set up something. Look, so we're, we're going to try to get the jukebox to get you on, which is Ooh. over in Peoria. There's yes, yeah, I'll, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely reach out to Dan. Reach out to him, get that going. I wouldn't mind if you're going to come all the way to this shithole. I wouldn't oh. mind maybe seeing if we can get somebody locally. Kev, what do you think about putting something together? She can do a show if she gets to the jukebox. She can do a show over here in this area. I think honestly, we should get a whole slate. I mean, like, so I know I have a contact with Dave Lando. I think we could get him here to go Dave. with you. Yeah. yeah. So get Dave, get you. Maybe even a uh, quarter black would come here and they could do like a little bit of their of their sketch show live. I even mean, we'd even do some stand up to open for. It for oh yeah. Too. Yeah, we could do that. Um, I think that needs to be done. I get Joe Bob too from great. Turning Point USA. Joe Bob's pretty awesome too. So yeah. Right so, on. Hey, if if we book it, will you come? Of course. Awesome. We're gonna. I almost gonna turned that, that into a dirty joke, but you know we got to keep it clean. I know. I almost did too, but I don't want to be <laughs> untoward. I'm an engaged woman. You aren't at your taken, which broke old El Donzo's heart, but that's okay. Oh, Maybe some other time. I'll <laughs> get you on the next marriage. Just hang there in there. Go. I told somebody she looks a lot like my second wife. They said, "How many times you've been married?" I said, "Once." Uh, real quick. <laughs> That's funny. That yeah, I funny. try, you know. Hey, real quick, last thing. Uh, we're going to wrap it up, and I want to wrap it up with this. Beat the dead horse. We talked about Dylan Mulvaney. The Bud Light sales have continued to tank. They're borderline giving this stuff away. Oof. They're giving $20 vouchers for a $20, 24-pack of beer out in California. Oh, Are wow. you enjoying seeing this? It's great. It is great uh, because... Well, I was upset to see, you know, I've, I haven't been buying Nike ever since they 
it was clear that they were with BLM. And I don't feel like right. that, you know, conservatives, you know, not buying from Nike anymore, I don't think makes as much of a, a dent. But conservatives or just non-woke people, regular people not buying Bud Light clearly makes a huge dent because we, that was our that was our target demographic to begin with that Bud Light, you know, was drink by just all blue collar people. All people were drinking, you know, Bud Light, Coors Light, it's just a random uh cheap beer to have around and they really stepped in it by alienating their core demographic and it is really nice to see just regular people making a difference and who knows if that's what will happen to target now that they have become so gay and (laughs) not even that they're just carrying children's clothing that say queer and trans trans people oh it's it's like above and it's really inappropriate. It's From like, Tarzay to Targay. They couldn't be yep. more gayer if their name was Gay Gayerson's, you know, clothing <laughs> mart. Okay. Yeah. Um, you should change it, it to that. I got a question. Okay. And this sounds pretty, uh, this sounds pretty, I don't know, what's the word? Not professional, but I got to know. Okay. Because... 34D, next question. Okay. All righty then. Well, that's the end of the show. No, <laughs> that's all I want to know. Your last name, is it Mayor or is it Meyer? It's a mayor. So mayor. it's like right. a ger- I wanted to make German. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You've been doing I've, great. I've heard different people say it and I'm like, you know, maybe I'm going to piss her off, but that's what I think it is. So I'm just going to go for it. Um, these, do you have anything left for the beautiful guest? Uh, no, I just, I, I hope you do come to the air at some point. We're definitely going to work on it. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, oh yeah. I'd I, love to. You have a new fan in me. Aww. And me as well. Me as well. Uh, like I said, even me. Even even producer Kev. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. oh, wow. we only give a we only give a damn what Kev thinks. So that's a pretty good <laughs> deal. Uh want to thank you, Chrissy Mayer. You've been awesome. I hope you come back on and I hope we can physically get you up here to make us laugh at some point. Oh yeah, I would love to. Let's make it happen, boys. All right, make her happen. Do Kevin. something. Do, do some some other uh, controversial stuff so we can have you back soon. I will. I'll have to. Yes, I'll have to keep making fun of trans people till I can get to Illinois. There you go. Somebody's got to do it, and Chrissy Mayer's a chick for the job. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. This is the Eldonzo and D Show. We're out of here, baby. Catch you on the flip side. See ya. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Eldonzo and D Show. Don't forget you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash eldonzodees also follow us on twitter at eldonzodees and facebook.com slash eldonzodees and we'll see you on the next one